Are you a sexy, indulgent musician suffering from consistent long hours, crippling self-doubt, and constant disappointment? Well, do we have a show for you. Welcome to Sex, Drugs, and Disappointment, a bi-weekly deep dive into what it takes to be a healthy and successful musician in the modern industry. My name is Melody Kaiser. And I'm Dustin Williams. And we are both full-time musicians and creative entrepreneurs. And today we are joined by friend, colleague, and Dustin's roommate, Kane Lewis. Hey! <laughs> you may know Kane as one of the principal guitarists in Atlanta's own Effuse, a metal band with jazz sensibilities, or also from his musical teachings and numerous compositional works, Kane, thanks for joining our show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so dude. happy to We're be so here. We're so excited. It's a good day. It's a good day. <laughs> so I think, um, honestly, for me, because I don't know your kind of background as much as I'm assuming Dustin does, and our listeners probably don't as well. So um, how did you get into music? Like, did you grow up in a musical family? I did not. Okay. Um, so um, I, I started my musical journey mostly... Uh, as a like uh, so you do those things at the beginning of the year when you're like at a, at a new school and it's like the open house thing you're checking out all the classes you're meeting all the teachers and things like that mm-hmm. um and just completely on a whim on the way out uh we passed by the orchestra room and i like like com- just something compelled me i was just like hey i think i want to play an instrument and i like tug my mom over <laughs> and so we talked to the orchestra teacher and she's just like okay whatever there's there's no musicians in my family at all um wow. with, with the exception of like uh, an, a great uncle of mine that played a lot of guitar um uh, that uh gibson that i've got that's oh actually. yeah sick guitar dude um, super sick guitar yeah, yeah. What, uh, what year is it again 64 yeah. 61 awesome. early 60s whatever it is uh it's definitely vintage it's a pain in the butt to keep in tune <laughs> <Yeah>. and <everything. laughs> that's just gibson <laughs> yeah but the, but those vintage p90 pickups they, they they gotta they gotta sound yeah um but anyway so i i joined up with my school's orchestra and i just didn't quit doing it all through high school and that was violin right yes violin i became a violin player i wanted to play the cello uh but my teacher insisted my hands were too small (laughs) now i got got truckasaurus hands i mean when (laughs) when i was 11 yeah they were tiny but even then i still felt like that excuse was bs (laughs) i feel like everybody every 11 year old has tiny hands yeah Yeah, um what made you want to play cello if you don't mind i just again this was all on a whim like I, d- I didn't know anything i was a, i was I 11 you. i was just like i want to play an instrument and i think i want it to be the cello and then i got stuck with the violin <laughs> and i did that all the way through through high school and um it wasn't until like my junior year when i wanted to take it seriously um we did we did these fundraiser dinners it was like a dinner and a show thing um uh we'd have uh, dinner catered at our school and we put on these little like mini like uh like group vignettes like all these little like 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 basically you and your friends would like you know, group up and like hey we're gonna play this piece <laughs> like know? quartets or yeah. quintet okay um and me and like seven other friends got together because I wanted to write an original piece and it was <laughs> super bad um because I knew I knew nothing about what I was doing but I, just, I knew I just wanted to write something and I did it I I got a a really uh like a, a like a really bad copy of finale um from way back in the day and just started putting notes on the page and it's like sure that sounds good and like if i look back on it now like none of it would make any sense yeah. <laughs> it would not hold up to analysis at all like like why what is this chord <laughs> and what it, why is it going to this one uh it made no sense um but honestly uh, it was it was still fun enough that i wanted to keep doing it um i, I still had a lot of fun doing it um I appreciate your enthusiasm. Yeah. I, I, I would have been so scared in high school to write something and be like, can we play this? I, I uh, My ego had, was was much bigger back then, I guess. I don't know. Who knows? It's teenage boys, too. Te- teenage mean, teenage yeah. boy stuff, I guess. Um, I, 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 could, I couldn't fail, I guess. That's uh, awesome. So, yeah, that, that's that's how it started. Um, and then um, I guess something clicked in, in high school. Like I was doing pretty well with violin and my private tutor at the time was like, Hey, you should, um, you know, really consider, you know, auditioning to, you know, to start getting into music programs and things like that. And like, just kind of shot up from there. Um, did this all, did that all the way through college. Like that's, that's how I got scholarships to go. Where'd you um, go to college? GCSU, uh, which I, th- which is, was Georgia college and state university. I think now they call themselves Georgia college. 
Perhaps they lost the university uh, credentials. <laughs> I, I I don't know. They um, lost accreditation. I want to check on that. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> but at the end of the day, it was a music degree, so it's not like it's super useful <laughs> anyway. Um, <clears throat> yeah. The so yeah, I, I stuck with music all the way through college. Um, I my parents were very nice uh, to to kind of let me chase that all the way through, and uh, they were very kind to. to help support me in that too. So your, your degree was in composition or performance? So or? it was a, it was a, it was a bachelor's in music with a focus in composition, okay. which I think is just a BS way of saying it's a, it's a BFA in music. Okay. Um, where I took composition courses <laughs> where I it was like, you know, in the way that you might, um, have like a, a music performance degree focused in a, in an instrument. Mm-hmm. This is a music degree focused in composition. Like I'd have like one-on-one lessons with a, in, with a professor and, you know, we do compositional works and for like an hour. So w- during, during those studies, like were you learning how to compose for uh, like, like small groups, big orchestras, like stylistically were you focused on classical versus cinematic? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like a- so it was, it was very loose. Um, okay. and truth be told, uh, it was probably, um, like if I had more sense, if I could, if I had a, if I had a time machine, mm-hmm. uh, or if anyone could, you know, if the problem of not coming from a musical family is I didn't have anyone to tell me like where to go and like what to do. Right. Especially if things like felt like they weren't really working out. I was just like, I guess I just got to stick it out. Right. No, mm-hmm. it's a terrible idea. <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible idea. Um, the, at the time, like, uh, before I got accepted in the music program and I, and I went my freshman year, I was hoping to work with one professor. Uh, but by the end of my freshman year, before I could even do any kind of like compositional work with him, he left to go work at another school. So uh, the next year we had this other guy and this other guy was not good. <laughs> I won't say his name. <laughs> he just wasn't very good. <laughs> what was the, what was, what was the issue? Do you feel like? He, um, smart guy. Um, I think he was just very, um, out of touch. Um, okay. Was he just like super old or something? He was a bit on the old side, but okay. like, he wasn't like mean. He just seemed kind of airheaded. Um, hmm. and a lot of the times, uh, you know, he just, 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 just wasn't vibing, man. Just was not working, but <laughs> we got another guy for the junior and senior year. And honestly, he was better, but it, it didn't quite. Something wasn't working, but the point is to answer your question. Mm-hmm. the The problem was is that we didn't actually focus on any one thing in particular. It was just a lot of like, "Hey, let's you know, just let's just write something." You know? Okay, yeah. Um, and and you know whether I was focused on classical or not. the 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 issue was this: it was as long as it was like in those composition classes, they didn't necessarily care what you wrote. Um, okay, and because it was so loose, we didn't really have a like a like a criteria to meet. So as long as you had like a finished work of some kind, they didn't really care. But this was in hard contrast to a, a class I had to take um, called 17th century counterpoint where that sounds dense where I had, to, yeah, it was, I literally had to write a uh, 17th century style fugues. Oh, like four part harmonies okay. and everything. I did pretty good. Uh, I don't know if I could do it anymore. <laughs> we probably could. If you I, probably could. If I could find the if I could find the book somewhere, I probably could. But yeah, it was um yeah, it was it was pretty hard. Like, but what was cool about it is that like it was a puzzle. Like mm. as long as I had like a subject melody line, the rest of it was just puzzles. It was all numbers, it was all math. Because that's at least by the way that they teach you like that particular style of music, it did feel like it was a mathematical process because it's kind of the way that all those old Europeans kind of viewed this stuff. It was mm-hmm. all just Well, math. it's either right or wrong. Right. For sure. Yeah. And that's, yeah. the, that's like the worst Like you part. have right harmony and then you have incorrect harmony. Yeah. <laughs> and, like you and, couldn't get experimental. And, oh man, like, oh, see this, is, I'm already getting my blood boiled about this. <laughs> <laughs> please, please, spill, spill the beans, oh, man. Oh no. Um, ah man. Okay, so I remember um, my first week of music theory class where like, um, the professor literally had to like tell the entire class, like as a preface, like, so we're going to, you know, analyze a lot of, you know, older works and, you know, we're going to teach you a lot of these rules, you know, like these very important rules. Uh, you know, you can't have parallel fifths and you can't, you definitely mm-hmm. can't have parallel fourths and you have to resolve tendency tones this way. And, and you know, like the basics of that kind of stuff. Um, 
And then he goes, and by the way, yes, I've I've seen every exception to these rules. I've been teaching for a long time. Just because Bach did it doesn't mean you can't. And I'm like, well, then if there's exceptions to the rules, there's aren't rules. <laughs> these are just trends. Mm, like, you know, guidelines. Yeah. Like they're <laughs> teaching it like it's gospel when it's just guidance. Yeah. It's ah, it's silly. It's silly. Um and then, and the worst part is, yeah, that's all for a grade. So, <laughs> right, right. I mean, I, it sounds like it. to me, you probably would have done a lot better in like a contemporary music education environment. I think so, but like, I didn't know that that was a right. thing. I didn't realize that there was these, di- there were these different worlds. Like, right. I kind of suckered into this, thinking that this was it. Um, and you know, when you go through, you know, the grade school, you know, in like in the orchestra in a public school, like, you know, that's kind of what they're pushing you towards, too, because you play violin. You're not playing for um, sure, you know, electric bass or the drums or anything like that. Um, I see a lot more crossover, um, you know, teaching at um, at School of Rock where we teach. Yeah. Um, you know, I see a lot more crossover like from concert bands because, um, you know, a lot of the kids who play drums there, they're playing in their you know, orchestra pits drum or, line or drum line. And, yeah, 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 like they do sure. all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I, I've got one, two students that play a, 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 a string instrument in their orchestra. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, that's the kind of like the, the, the atmosphere that they're pushing you towards. And, you know, like playing violin, it does kind of lend itself to that. And when you're playing in an orchestra, again, in public school, a lot of the stuff they're playing is either movie scores, like string orchestra adaptations, like for like a grade school performance of movie scores, popular right. movie scores. I played Pirates of the Caribbean so many times. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, I didn't yeah. hit it the first two times. Uh, but also, my God, I, uh, it seems like at least once every other year I had to play Brandenburg Concerto number three. <laughs> Why that one? I don't know. It's just the one that that people think of, I guess. Uh, but, you know, I will say, like, in my experience of having to play that song, or that, not song, it's not a song, it's a piece. That piece again and again and again. <laughs> that track, that fat tune. <laughs> you know, that bop. Certified, <laughs> certified Baroque classic. Um, they, uh, but no, like, having to play that, like, almost, like, year after year after year, it was a nice, like, little, like, um, like, almost dipstick test for myself. It's like, man, I guess I have gotten better at this. This used to be so hard. Mm. <laughs> but now it's like, it's nothing now. Um, but also for that same reason, I detest like, like, you know, Baroque music for that, uh, very reason. It's just like the constant or like flurry of 16th notes is just like, it's too much, it's too much. Like, like, what do you mean? So is it, you'd, you'd have, cause I mean like, okay. So, so, you know, I don't have much formal, like academic music training. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I did some stuff in high school, you know, like chorus and like a music theory class and, and um, jazz band but like beyond that you know most most of my experience was very different mm. um, but uh, so you know my my knowledge I guess of different um, I'm gonna I'm gonna label them all as classical even though I know classical is kind of a specific period yeah but you know what I mean like right. like most people that don't know this stuff are gonna call Bach Mozart and uh, Gregorian chants <laughs> they're gonna call it all it's, classical it's, it's all classical right? basically any any um, symphony orchestra is just is just classical even if it's a modern piece mm-hmm. um, so I guess so, so the flurry of 16th like like can you explain okay, that a little so, bit just, um, so Baroque music mm-hmm. refers to music composed in Europe um, Western Europe um, so Italy um, what was not Germany yet but you know I don't know some somebody who knows more history than I do check me on this one <laughs> um, that general area yeah, England France that whole thing mm-hmm. um, they the the idea the, the central like thing was about perpetual motion okay so you never stop. <laughs> okay. It's all like, um, the, 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 the kind of like way that they structured out like harmony was that, you know, a lot of your lower voices are holding all these quarter note pulses. Cause you know, you don't have like a percussion section, like holding you down. Right. Uh, right. In this kind of music. Um, so it's all the basses so, and the cellos yeah, all, and uh, stuff. Uh, and that's the funny part is in Baroque music there, we didn't, they didn't use a, a double bass yet. Oh, that wasn't invented the, or the, I mean it wasn't commonly used. Oh, if it was if it, okay. I mean it's what's funny is that the double bass comes from the viol family. Mm-hmm. While the viola, violin, and cello come from the violin family. There's I didn't know there was a difference. <laughs> uh you can tell by the slope of the of the top of the instrument. So like the double bass has more of like a like a like a like a sharper slope. Oh. But the violin, viola, and cello, they're more rounded. 
I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. It's um, all about the curves. All right? about the curves, babe. <laughs> Isn't it always? Uh, so yeah, double bass comes from the from the viol family and the okay. violin family, um, which it's a weird technicality. But yeah, it's um, but yeah, it didn't really get involved in like string orchestras until way way later. Um, and I think it had to do a lot more with just like the technology at the time and just, projection, you know, being able to actually even hear it. Or... Yeah, because I mean, like all the all this music that we're talking about again from this, this broke period. Period. It was just dudes being paid by kings, dukes, you know, really rich guys. Patronage. <laughs> Patr- yeah, it was mm. all patronage. It was the patronage mm. system, and so it was like, hey. Live at my live at my house, like crash at my place, dude. For like, and and <laughs> I'll pay you to just make music and play it for me when I'm bored. Nice, yeah. Okay. That, that was and that sounds nice now, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> just like live in some rich dude's house and I, like, yeah, dude. I wrote the song. Check it. Yeah, <laughs> that, that sounds great. That, that sounds like it could. Well, be I mean, that job. does align with like history, though, because like <laughs> the Renaissance period, all of a sudden people cared about art. Yeah, for the first right. time in forever, because they just like literally were like, "Hey, the went, plague sucks. Let's care yeah, about art." They again. were like, "We're dying. Let's just let's get back into art." So they kind started, of like the pandemic. Yeah, they started hiring people to like play at their houses and parties and stuff. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, jeez, I completely so, no. So perpetual motion. So yeah, that's, perpetual that's motion a big part of baroque. So yeah, a, a lot of saying. the lower, lower lower voice instruments are holding like a quarter note pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the mid voices might do like you know like eighth notes like occasionally to kind of like assist with like a couple of like passing tones or things like that um but yeah, at the end of the day the high voices are just doing these flurries of four notes for every qu- for every like you know pulse basically so that could mean you know quarter notes for holes or mm-hmm. eighths for halves or sixteens for quarters okay um and it's just this flurry of like arpeggios and scale runs <laughs> constantly yeah you're the um, sprinkles on top yeah but it's like the but it's like also the main melody it's just so boring to me i cannot stand these like melodic subjects that are just like straight 16s i can't do it i can't mm, it's too much well that's like <laughs> that neoclassical style of metal that's just the same thing. Yeah, and that's so funny. Yeah, like, and honestly, like, like, I, I can't really get into that stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I mean, I appreciate it for what it is. It's at least marginally more interesting, just because it's more aggressive. Yeah, style, but like, it's not technically melodic. I mean, it is melodic, but it's more to me just like. It's like a practice routine gone yeah, wild. It's yeah. like arpeggiated <laughs> chord All voicing. of it just sounds like practice routines. Yeah. Uh, that, that's why it's so boring to me. It's just like, I, mm. like this is what I do to warm up. <laughs> um, the Paganini stuff. The pa- oh, no, Paganini, that's way down the line. He's like, <laughs> that, that, that dude was insane, though. Yeah. Oh, man. Wasn't he supposed to be like possessed by the devil or something Supposedly. like that? They yeah. always are. They always are. <laughs> They're like, this dude's practiced so much. He's definitely insane. It, it, is, it, it is part of the initiation into being a violin player. You have to make a deal with Satan. Yeah. yeah. It's a whole thing. And then that one, makes sense. Most one of the day, violin players I know. <laughs> one day I will have to meet him out in the middle of a field because I do live in Georgia and we do have to right. duel. Yeah. It's coming for you. It's coming. <laughs> do, 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 He's going to be. <laughs> I'm gonna lose. I haven't touched that violin in a long time. <laughs> Maybe he hasn't either. Um, so I would like to ask, um, and and I'm sure we're gonna dive more into this as as we continue on here. But yeah. um, so, what do you feel like um, the things like? What were the things that you took away from your uh, like high school and collegiate experience um, in music academia that you felt like? were beneficial and then conversely what are the things that you feel like actually maybe set you back quote unquote okay well let's start with the good things okay. <laughs> um and they're pretty broad too um i it's it's invaluable to learn any instrument in my opinion like mm. if um i i think um i really do believe that you know um the fine arts in general it's something that you know kids need to have in their life. It's just like the more that these like programs kind of get cut around the country, mm-hmm. um, the, the more my heart kind of breaks because it, whether it's not, even if it's not music, you know, just having any kind of artistic outlet, right. I, I think it's real important. And just to have like a real balance of like your academic subjects. Um, it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of gross the way, uh, education's kind of going. Um, but yeah, just just having that experience of learning how to play an instrument, learning how to read music, mm. um, learning how to play with other people, um, tuning an instrument, you know, just being immersed and exposed to it um, and and just 
Um, Discipline maybe with like the practice and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I was terrible at practice. <laughs> aren't we all kind I of? I really though, hope like... my students aren't listening. I know, I'm actually pretty upfront about that. Like, yeah, I used to not practice too. Look what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, I used to be really bad about it. Um, I got really, really good at sight reading. <laughs> oh, okay. When okay. it came down to it. Well, like, that's a real skill, man. Like it, it, being it a good sight reader is hard. Is really hard. But I can only really do it with violin i can't do it in any other instrument um because and and oh man but put a pin in that one because sight reading for music theory is a whole other thing like where they make you sight sing even though it's not oh prime. god oh, yeah. sight singing did, was so hard uh, in college. Yeah. why I did we do this that's yeah. dumb anyway ugh, next thing uh but that experience um it was is invaluable to me and it, it exposed me to a lot of things and, and got me thinking a lot more about it um and it you know, it. I, I definitely felt, you know, like some kind of eth- eth- ethereal thing within me that was just like, like, you know, like this is what I want to do. This is this is what I need to do. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's an itch. I have to scratch this. Yeah. You know? So I'm glad that I got the chance to do that. It's invaluable. Um, and in a, in a more specific sense, um, just learning like the theory in general, like the, the concepts behind it. Uh, and we can get in the nitty gritty about like how these things differ. I'm getting really, I'm excited to have that conversation because okay. like, about how you learn theory and wh- how you talked about it until like, and then I met you. And then it's like, it's almost like we spoke a diet, like, like it's the same language, but a different yeah. dialect from yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was fun. Um, <laughs> and anyway, the, just learning the, the, the concepts, the, like, you know, knowing how Roman numeral analysis works and mm. then realizing that, oh, all these major scales are the same. And there's like all these progressions that feel the same, even though they're in different keys mm-hmm. and like, you know, functional harmony. And, um, you know, as much as it, it really hurt me, um, <laughs> like, you know, having to do like voice leading exercises, like all the, all the on paper stuff. And I even really liked, you know, and like going through scores and, and using all that stuff to kind of analyze it and being able to kind of like look at these scores and be like, Oh, that was a really cool idea. You know, mm-hmm, that, that's mm-hmm. a really cool yeah. way to do this. That's a, you know, being able to break that apart. That's that, Things you can kind of subconsciously steal for like later in life. You yeah. Know? And and I, I was uh, I was I really liked math growing up, too. So it's like, oh, this nerd. Is, yeah. <laughs> um, she did, too. <laughs> so nerds. It's, it's, all, it's all music math. Um, and I and I like being able to kind of like uh, see it as this like process, this puzzle, because mm. um, even though I didn't get to do like any of like the really fancy math, like I never took a calculus class in my life. Um, well, me neither. So, <laughs> right. But like, I loved algebra. I loved geometry because it's all a puzzle. And I'm like, it, mm. it's, you know, it's, you got, <laughs> should have taken calculus. That shit's a big puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 3D jigsaw yeah. fucking puzzle. I, exactly. <laughs> my, my, my dad is, is a, uh, is a much smarter mathematician than I. And, um, he and my, my little brother, who's, who's also very big into, into, into math, um, wanting to, kind of go into dad's job field actually mm. but dad's an actuary deals with uh, health and life insurance and mm-hmm. things like that so it's all statistics um so they'll like make math jokes all the time and i only half get it <laughs> that's okay because logan is the the musician and i get to make music jokes with him, so. nice okay <laughs> so, um he's the cellist right yes he's yeah. the cellist mm-hmm. anyway uh where was i the things i like uh so yeah having all that in there like as a foundation I think is really invaluable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, uh, it's just something I like talking about. Like it's, it's like, I, I feel like, um, uh, Charlie from always sunny with the, like the, 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 the Pepe Sylvia. Oh, thing. Yeah. when I start talking about theory, I got, you know, strings and cords all over the place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And so that's, that's all the good stuff, right? Is it, it provided more or less a foundation. Yeah. All, all the stuff that we don't like. Um, so the classical world in general, and by that I mean like the the academic world of music, um, at least the the kind that I got. Um, it's very not conducive to the current music landscape. Okay. Um, I I would I would I dare say that it borders on a, on being a scam. <laughs> okay. Uh, in a lot of ways, because, you know, this is being taught out of universities. Um, and it's not 
they don't ever tell you up front like what it really means to get the kind of musical education that you're getting from that and okay. what then like more importantly where like what you could really do with it mm-hmm. they're happy to take your money though um and they're happy <laughs> uh, to teach you are, all yeah. yeah and they're happy to teach you all this music stuff that seems relevant because you're immersed in that particular culture of music right but it's so very much in its own bubble and it's not doing anything you know okay it's not going anywhere. And and the worst part is, is that it feels like there's all these really creative people inside of it that like really wanted to do something new. And there's all sorts of cool stuff that's being explored, like in the contemporary world of that kind of tradition. Mm-hmm. But none of it is getting in or out of the bubble. Like, you know, the things that are like, you know, that really are worth chasing. They they immediately get kind of pushed out. And the things that um that, you know, just are the same as what we've always been doing mm-hmm. get to stay in. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and the things that kind of get kind of like politics. Yeah, bet, in really. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um. It, there is. Uh, well, actually, you know, there is something kind of inherently political about it. Right. Yeah. Um. And you know, with it being a very European tradition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, it's rich white dudes <laughs> making rules. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very much that kind of thing, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And it I, yeah. it's not something I really 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 realized until way later and after the fact. Um, which is a shame. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think, I, cause I, I, same here, you know, like, I, like, I think, you know, one, one thing I, I like mention with students sometimes, like when I'm talking about music theory is like, you know, you don't need to know any of this stuff to do what we are doing. Right. No. Um, but there's, there's a, a good side, there's a, a light side, so to speak, and a dark side of music theory. Right. <laughs> I'm going to get nerdy here. And the light, the lighter side of it being that, um, you know, it, a big reason, at least from my understanding uh, as to why we developed it and why we developed notation and all this stuff is because, you know, obviously we couldn't record things back then. Right. So it was really the only way to kind of keep consistency across nations when we would try to share music and, and, you know, get things out there. Like you had to have some way to communicate it. So there had to be some rule you know, to say, okay, well, this is the reason why we're doing it this way, because if you don't do it this way, then the piece is wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. But then on the other side, you know, music theory was also used to keep people of color and people of of margin uh, marginalized groups uh, out of this field. Very much so. so. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I get that. I get yeah. how there's. Yeah. So I feel like for me, it, there's two kind of like main approaches to like contemporary music education, because I knew somebody that went. I've only met one person in my whole life, but they went to Juilliard. Uh-huh. Right. Wow. And they were a piano player and he's freaking amazing. Like yeah. he can play anything. He mostly does Broadway now. Uh-huh. That's his like main gig. Um, but I have also known tons of people that have gone to like contemporary music schools, right? Like, like, Berkeley, like Berkeley or something yeah. like that, you mm-hmm. know, where like, and I just know this because that's where I went. Like right. you would take a jazz composition course, but then they would also do rock composition or blues right. composition Rock or composition. pop <laughs> composition. And they would talk about like the different, you know, elements. Well, just like the traditional things. Like right. this is kind of like, if you want to write a rock song like this person, this is the music theory behind what they came up with. Got it. That's okay. kind of like where, where, it, what it would be. And it would mm-hmm. be a lot of just like learning about it. But then at the end of the course, you would get to apply it and like come up with your own thing. That right. was kind of the whole point. Yeah. So it was a lot of like case studies. (laughs) And that's what I'm saying. I think it just depends. But on the same side of that coin, I've met people that went to Berkeley that honestly weren't great when they graduated. They weren't great players. Yeah. Like the Juilliard guy. Like he literally was one of the best piano players I've ever met. Yeah. But he was also to some degree kind of stuck in that in that zone in that zone yeah. because he learned the rules and right. like that those are the rules and this is how we play it and like I can play whatever but like you know he didn't really have the creative brain that I think somewhere like Berkeley tries to instill and they're not mm-hmm. so much worried about like play this 100% perfectly like dynamically you know what I mean it's just yeah, a totally yeah. different approach where it's like you know the classical approach is perfection and rules and yeah. rigidity and the new approach is like, nah, you'll figure it out. <laughs> well, <laughs> Here's knowledge. But. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I, I think too, like worth noting, and, and this is again coming from somebody who has not gone to college really at all. I mean, I did a few semesters, but I did not graduate and I did not study it in, right. in school. Um, 
a place like Berkeley or Juilliard, what you're also paying for is the network. Like sure. you're not paying for just the education. Whereas if you go to like UGA, you know, I'm sure their music school is really good. I know people who have gone yeah, there and so. they're excellent musicians, yeah. but you know, you're not going to get the same network from UGA that you're going to get from Berkeley. And should you have to artificially kind of inflate the prices for, you know, people to get that network? No, but it's just how it works. Well, that's right? the hard part, right? Is the top music schools, just like the top schools are privately funded. Right. Or they're private, you know. Privately owned yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, it's for profit private education and, and so that it's goes just back, like you know how yeah. much are they willing to pay to say that they yeah. went to juilliard <laughs> right or whatever right <laughs> yeah that's true um so uh kane with your so to kind of get back into some of your um experience history and kind of where, getting you um closer or getting closer to kind of like where you are now so you went to college um and you studied violin and you studied you know music in college and mm -hmm. then post-college um, there was maybe a period of time where you weren't playing as much before you came to the school. Yes. So <laughs> as, uh, once I got out, um, I had nothing. Um, mm. I like, you know, you talked about like that network thing, right? Like, it's not something you're going to get from, from GCSU. It's not something you're going to get from a lot of universities actually. But mm -hmm. you know, if you go to a, um, you know, a, a school like, you know, Berkeley and places like that. It's like, yeah, it's like they, they're going to try to at least, you know, give you something to kind of step off of um, coming out of that, which, mm -hmm. yeah, with GCSU, nada. Like, well, here's your piece of paper. Right, see you. Uh, <laughs> Good luck. Yes, see you around, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so I didn't touch um, my violin for years. Um, mm -hmm. I really didn't. Um, I immediately went out and into the workforce. Yeah. <laughs> I, I worked restaurant gigs. I worked retail gigs. I worked warehouse gigs. Um, and you were playing guitar at this point, right? Just not like all the time mm, or no. Um, okay. I mean, I had a, I had a Squire Strat just right. kind of rotting in a case <laughs> <laughs> I bought. Okay. So <clears throat> that was, I guess the, the, that's another detail to the story here. The day I graduated high school, mm -hmm. um, I spent my graduation money uh, on a on a Squire Strat, mm -hmm. which was a dumb idea. But honestly, it's I don't know I, why. <laughs> well, okay, so, great guitars. Yeah, but your grad money is supposed to be like you know, like you know, like a like starter college money, basically. Man, I, I, just, I, I bought a fucking <laughs> Ampeg eight by ten with my grad money. So, <laughs> my, my you guys got grad money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i did it's that fucking what is that movie or it's like uh, i made a thousand dollars yeah you guys got paid <laughs> so yeah um but yeah i spent it on a on a on a squire strap my parents were so mad uh and uh i spent that entire summer like picking it up and like learning stuff by ear um nice because I was just so immersed and I was just like kind of so excited because I was just I was so full of fire. It's like, yeah, I'm going to go to you know music school. I'm going to learn all this cool stuff. I'm going to become like a super cool musician. And <laughs> boy, did I have dreams. Um, <laughs> um, I like a professor had once told me like, you know, like kind of going into it. It's just like, you know, like there's only, you know, like the odds of having a successful music career like as a, you know, like going into it and like, you know, getting a degree, like engaging with that degree. It's like only like, you know, um, like every year, 5,200 graduates, you know, across the country get that degree and only one of them will have a successful career. It's like, yeah, it's going to be me. <laughs> it's going to be me this time. <laughs> Not necessarily uh, a bad way to think, though. I mean, I mean, you know. I, I was ready to go. I yeah. was I was I had and I, I was not a great student. I was not like mm -hmm. uh, before going to college. I was not. But like because. I knew what I wanted to study and that I wanted to study and I wanted to be and I wanted to be good at it. I was just so rearing to go. And then by my sophomore year, I completely ran out of steam because it just something it just wasn't right. You know, yeah. it wasn't the right fit. And I didn't know what to really do about it. So I just kind of stuck it out. Um, I had ambitions of transferring to a different place that I just never did. Um, just, I, don't know, I guess I got too comfy. Um, but anyway, so I bought that Squire Strat the day I graduated high school. And um, I graduated in 2013. And so I guess it would only be three years later. Graduated college in 2013, you mean? Yes. Right, okay. And it would only be three years later that um, I started working at um, uh, a warehouse down the street from where we work now. Mm. Um, and then um, passed by the, the the School of Rock and, you know, did a quick 
quick little trial lesson there. And uh, yeah, we're plugging for School of Rock now, I guess, now at this point. <laughs> and it's changed my life. Woo. I mean, it has in, in a lot of ways. It like, has. You know? it's, it, it certainly has. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, you know, did lessons there for a while, uh, jumped in with the, the adult band there and was kind of just able to apply everything I had to this little tiny project, which mm-hmm. was fulfilling in its own right. Um, and then, uh, you know, through, um, doing that for a few years and a couple of other life circumstances, could I, could I, I, you're, well, about, you're about to cut in. Sorry, no, well, I just want to, I, I kind of want to like mention that, you know, cause from my perspective, like, you know, I, I remember when you came in, you started taking lessons with DJ and, yeah. um, and then, you know, you joined the adult band and I remember actually you, you first joined and then you're like, ah, I need a little more time to practice. I'll come back. And you did like, I didn't think you would cause people did Nobody that to us before. Back. Nobody <laughs> comes back. Right. But you did. And, um, so first of all, I commend you for that because like you really stuck to your plan. And I think most adults have a hard time doing that, especially when it's a hobby and mm-hmm. not like a, um, a work thing. I am that adult. What? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, most of us are and most of the time with most things, right? Like I'm, I'm that way with like working out, like, uh, you know, but anyway, um, so I remember, you know, when, when you came in and you were like fully involved and, um, I remember, I remember that first day, like I was like, I like this guy, like there's something about him. He brings a nice positive energy. Like everybody else in the band is, you know, like in their fifties and they're all great people, but like, you know, they're from a, a, a different, like musical background experience they've had different life experience that i can somewhat relate to and then in other ways i can't and then you come in i'm like oh like we're the same age we're we're, we have like a lot of common interests like you brought this this energy again you know to to the group uh new music um you stepped up to the plate as a vocalist like after the other two vocalists like you know left and and um and you, as far as I know, don't have like a whole lot of formal training as a vocalist, right? I, I did do actually. Uh, it's a bit of a lie. Um, I I did sing in our in our college choir um, for several years, and I was even in like our like top performance choir. Where we actually okay, so yeah. So I, mean, I, I didn't, didn't. I didn't. I did, okay. I did have some, but like I, again, like, maybe not vocal lessons, like one on one though. Right. Yeah. No, but like no one taught me how to sing like Roger Daltrey. You know? right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nobody taught me how to do that. I just did it. Um, well, she I just, came I, into rehearsal like, you won't get fooled again. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> well, I just, I mean, I, I just remember being really impressed. And, and to this day, I'm still like, you know, when you stepped in and, and, and picked up some Zeppelin tunes, like very few people can, as dudes, you know, can hit, it, especially guys with like kind of a baritone speaking voice can then it go hurts, and like, it's so bad. <laughs> yeah. And probably there's some technique stuff to work on there. Right. But yeah. like, my point is like, you really impressed me and, um, and like I said, you know, we, we just got along, we hit it off, you know, and, um, over the years, obviously we've, we've gotten to the point where now we're living together. So we've grown very close and, and yeah, um, you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know, I hate you. <laughs> yeah. Just for the record. Now, uh, it, now it comes out. All I'm right. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, anyway, so, so, um, you, uh, you stuck out with the adult band for a long time and then eventually, um, you became a teacher. Would you like to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, I was, uh, life stuff I don't want to get into, but like I was, I was, I was having a real bad time. Um, I had actually planned to leave the state. I was on my way to, I was literally like a, like a week away from, uh, a trip I'd planned to, to go to Austin. I, I was going to fly to Austin, uh, in December of 2019, was it 2019 when it that happened? December, oh, wow. Okay. I, I remember it's like, boy, it's a good thing I didn't move to Austin. Yeah. <laughs> That's Oof. a real good thing. Um, but like I um, I was not doing great mentally. Um, and uh, yeah, I thought I just needed to move and start my life over. Um, and then, yeah, I went, I went to Austin, was going to check it out. And honestly, I had a pretty good time on like the first day or two. And then I just realized how like bad of an idea it would be and uh i came i came back home feeling pretty defeated because i thought to myself yeah this is just what i need and then i came back going nah, i can't do anything right <laughs> so, oh no but but before i left um you and you and you and ben had taken me out to uh the bar next door and we're just like hey why aren't you working for us yet yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, you're you're really good at this why aren't you working here yeah it's like I hadn't given thought. <laughs> Didn't know I really wanted to be a teacher. And I had like done like teaching stuff before, like mm-hmm. in college. Um, I did like a tutoring 
thing quote for music or for like like math or something uh, for, or? for music actually okay. um okay. it was a it was an after school program that was being run out of the county in uh, in Baldwin County mm, excuse me and um the 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 thing was like just teaching like how to play basic violin skills to um third to fifth graders and it oh, was a nightmare i was going to say <laughs> it was a, it was just bad squeaky it, fucking it just it, <laughs> More movie well, sounds. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't so much that. It's just like you know the kind of behavior issues. Oh, that really? Oh, shit. Like, okay. It was an after-school program, and I had, and you know, these kids were, you know, ramped up and full of energy, and I had to teach them how to play these delicate instruments, uh-huh. these very delicate, very <laughs> precise instruments. Yeah. And that's just something that an eight-year-old is just not going to be down with. Um, especially one that's been in school for eight hours that whole day and just wants to do something crazy. Yeah. They all think it's really cool at first. And the first thing they want to do when they pick up the, the violin is like saw away like they're Charlie Daniels. And yeah. it's, just, it's just, it's just not how it works. Um, they're mm. like, why does this sound bad? It's like, because you're playing it wrong. <laughs> it's you kid. It's you kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but what's funny is that like a percussion class opened up and that ended up being the more infinitely popular thing. Gee, I wonder yeah. why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really wonder. Uh, but anyway, so I mean, I, and I had been in like teaching situations before like that. And honestly, like it, like I was really nervous about having to teach like my first group rehearsal when I was working at SR because of that. I was just like, man, I really hope it doesn't turn out like that again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it didn't really. Yeah. It was, it's it usually fine. just like the rock one one classes that can kind of be I mean, kind of crazy. So that know. was high school or college? College. That college. was college. Mm. Did that for two hours a day ugh, at, a in, in between classes. It was ugh. Was that like just a volunteer thing was it oh no i got paid okay yeah yeah i was gonna it say was, it was nice it was nice extra like scratch money i could use to like you know go out once in a while yeah and, okay you know do something fun um so you had done some teaching before mm-hmm. i had i had some teaching experience um it wasn't great teaching experience and honestly i look back at that time going at just thinking just like man i spent more time yelling at kids than actually teaching them how to do anything because <laughs> man they were they were ordinary sometimes uh, well yeah and it's <laughs> It's hard to get like a 21 year old to be patient with like eight, eight year olds. It's work for sure. When I was a senior in high school, uh, my band director forced me. Well, forced is he basically forced me to give saxophone lessons to like one of my like schoolmates, littlest brothers. He Mm -hmm. was in like the fourth grade and we got like two lessons in and I accidentally said shit in one of our lessons and then he never came back. Oh, wow. Like, what? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> you scared him. I, yeah. I think like literally I was trying to get the metronome up and it wouldn't work and mm-hmm. I was like, shit. And then I looked over and he was like, just like mouth agape. I was just like, oh, damn it. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Oops. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. And, and that's kind of what, um, you know, the led me down to like the like the more recent events in life, mm-hmm. um, you know, I became a teacher and through that, I ended up learning a lot more about guitar. Um, just kind of from the perspective of having to teach it. Oh it, yeah. It, you, you learn a lot more from having to do that. Dude. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, one day, uh, one of the, the, the drummers working there, Bobby, uh, passed me in the hallway and he did a double take and looked at me and go, Hey Kane, you want to be in a metal band? And <laughs> I was like, of course, of course I did. What? So now I'm in that. So yeah. that's and that's the the affused thing from earlier. Then that was that was the whole thing. An Atlanta metal band with jazz sensibilities. <laughs> check them out now. E F F U S E. Check it out. Um, <laughs> well, and, and I actually do. Plug, you plug, know, plug. before we f- uh, finish uh, in a little bit, I, I do want to do a few plugs there. Get some show dates. You know, whatever's coming up. Um, only one that I got right now in the books is September 15th. So hopefully this episode goes up before it, it will. It will. Um, we'll be at star bar, uh, which is great because, um, we're, we're playing with, um, um, scorched moon, scorched moon. There okay. There go. you go. So you remember scorched moon. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We're playing with scorched moon. Uh, <laughs> okay. uh, uh, my buddy, uh, trapper runs that band nice. and they're, they're doing a quick tour of the Eastern, uh, coast and we'll come back and be their homecoming show. That's going to be fun. That's um, awesome. Yeah. And then, um, and that's Star Bar, right? Star Bar. What time are doors? Good old Star Bar. Uh, for a show, probably like, like seven, right? I imagine somewhere in that area. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's gonna be a good show. Can't wait for that one. Uh, they're they're playing with Hammerfall, I think is the name of the band. Nice. Like, that's the, like the big headliner of the whole thing. They're pretty cool too, from what from what I hear. 
Nice. Um, Sounds like a Nordic metal band. Yeah, like it's so we got like the you know the kind of folksy power metal thing, and then Scorch Moon uh, is 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 kind of like prog. It's, they're pretty proggy, um, like very Dream Theater e. Oh, nice. And uh, but also like uh, occasional folksy bits thrown in there because you know Trapper is a nerd like that. <laughs> he's, he's huge. He's built like a Viking, so of course he has to do the Viking. Bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know you got us with a fuse, <laughs> just making weird, like well, jazzy metal stuff. Well, that's so you know just a little bit on that topic because I wanted to kind of talk about a fuse a little bit because um, even though like I mean so you've been with them for over a little over a year now, right? Something um, like that. Yeah, I started in January of. 2022 yeah so, yeah uh coming up on two years pretty soon um so uh well i know you know you already said that that bobby and uh asked you initially um so what kind of attracted you to the music when you first heard it like what did you when you were listening you're like oh well, like this is really cool like what do you like about it oh man um so um Immediately, I thought of uh, a band that I'd only recently gotten into, uh, thanks to another friend uh, called The Contortionist. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. You told me about them. Yeah. And uh, I, I I heard like just like a few tracks, like like we've only got one EP out in the mm-hmm. world right now. And that's contextual noise. And it's, it's five songs long, but, you know, they're kind of long. It's, it's, it's a good it's half metal. hour. It's metal. <laughs> of course it's, they are. It's a good half hour of music. <laughs> All right. It's, it's good. Yeah. Um, but like there's parts of it where it's just like, oh, this is just the language album. Got it. I know this one. <laughs> so, um, just a lot of like the feel and like a lot of the, the grooves to it and a lot of like the, the general like um, headspace it kind of puts you in and things like that. It does have a good groove, which I really yeah. like in metal. Yeah, Thanks. it does. Yeah. Because yeah, a lot of awesome. metal stuff kind of, in my opinion, can lose groove. Mm hmm. A lot of the time, Dep- yeah, it totally depends. Right? It does. Yeah, yeah. I if mean, it's like yeah, super thrashy, totally. though. Yeah, like but, we definitely don't do that. Like I wouldn't say Metallica. Like, ra- like some of their stuff does not groove necessarily. No. Yeah. some of it does. But I some would of it say does not. the <laughs> extreme degree of that, and I'm probably gonna piss somebody off. Yeah. But like Slayer. <laughs> Uh, or well, like something that's so, like that don't thrashy. Get me on them. Yeah. <laughs> don't get me started on Slayer. I'm Look, sorry Slayer. to I mean, our Slayer fans. Yeah, like whoever's listening, if you're a Slayer fan, like no hate. I'm, you know, I'm, we're not trying to be negative. I just, me personally, uh, just, they just don't do it for me. They just don't do it for me. Yeah. It's a little too sloppy for me. Yeah, that's you know? kind of where I'm at too. Yeah. And you know, I'm sorry. I, uh, I've, I've got no sorry, real not sorry. Which, which on on the other spectrum is the fuse, which is not sloppy at all. You guys are very intentional. That's true. Thank you. Very, Thank you. very well um, thought out parts. Uh, the tone scaping is really good too. Tone shaping, scaping, whatever you want to call it. Like, uh, like you said, there is a vibe mm-hmm. for a fuse that I, that I think is really cool. Um, for me, uh, even though you guys don't sound like them, like I kind of sometimes feel like it, it reminds me of um uh what are they called uh, circus survive a little bit like mm. where it's it can be very ethereal mm-hmm. um and like the bass and the drums are really holding down this really nice tight like syncopated thing and then the guitars are kind of bouncing back and forth like doing like you know cool like spacey chords and then somebody hits a cool lead and the vocal has this very like kind of somber like flowy melody over the top mm-hmm. um it's really cool yeah so i mean for the for those listening you guys should definitely check out a fuse um and uh if you can make it to the show definitely do that september 15th at the star bar that's plug, in plug. atlanta that's in atlanta because yep, we yep. do have listeners in a bunch of places that's true so that yes. is in atlanta yeah, 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 yeah. little five. <laughs> oh yeah um so uh a couple more questions for you if that's yes, all right sure. um yeah. so uh my, my next question for you is um, now having been a teacher for a few years, back to the teaching thing, mm-hmm. um, what, actually it's a double question here. So the first part of the question is, uh, what is your general teaching approach? And two, what do you think is one thing that all music teachers could do better? Mm, Except okay. me, because I'm perfect. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, <clears throat> I'll be honest, I haven't seen you, seen you guys actually teach, teach. Um, so You'd I'd- hate it. Well, I guess maybe from your experience as a student. Right. Right. Yeah, sure. Um, You'd hate it. (laughs) I would annoy you. All right. So the way I teach, um, Mm -hmm. it's very loose. Um, I, and and a lot of it comes down to like my experience of being a student for as long as I have. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't like putting a whole lot of expectations on my students and um, maybe 
maybe some would disagree that that's a or, and say that's a bad idea because you know you always want to give them goals to you know go for and everything like that and like and yeah you're right the goals are important but like I don't ever want to like push like yeah. that's not my job to necessarily push you unless I know you've got the momentum um because I I don't want to waste my breath saying hey you should practice because every time I say that there's this look in that kid's eye that goes like yeah we know like, you're like <laughs> I know you know you know I know I know and like it's we're not gonna get into that um and and so and like it's 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 kind of a sad philosophy but not every single student that I teach I you know I know is going to be uh, you know some kind of you know well prodigy or prodigy or yeah. or even like you know even like a, a, a you know a, a really good musician or anything like that or like you know one that could you know do the things that we do um it's it's just not reality um and a lot of it comes down to um just a combination of just like that that drive mm. to want to get good at it and then the other half of it is actually having a little bit of a foundation to have something to start with right and i can help right. you with the former Sorry, I can help you with the latter. I can't help you with the former. I yeah, can't, I can't yeah. make you do it. I can help you. I can help you build that foundation, but you got to meet me halfway. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. And if I and you know, I've got students all the time who are you know who come in every week and like you know, it, they just they don't they never they never practice. We have the same lesson every week, and they look bored as all get out. And I'm like, well, dog, I told you this would happen. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> if you're bored, you only got yourself to blame here. You're hanging yourself by your own rope. Um. And I think maybe on some level I could I could probably do something to 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 be a lot more engaged that way. But like it's like I mean if you if you can't meet me halfway, then I don't want to feel like I've wasted my time and energy trying to get you to get there. You know? It's, yeah. It's it's a hard it's a hard game to play because yeah. like it is, you know, it is on us as teachers to be some source of inspiration or um, encouragement, but. Um, like you said, you know, cause I, I think I'm, I'm similar in that, like I'm a somewhat loose style. I mean, I, I approach, I assume you do this too. You know, every student is different. Every person oh, yeah. is different. So, you know, thankfully we're not having to teach, you know, 30 person classrooms. I can't even imagine Ugh. like that would just be incredibly hard, but um, yeah, you know, there are going to be students out there that just don't engage in the way that you hope they would. Um or, you know, there's just, or even just have like the same like motor skill capabilities. You know? Right. Right. And, and, you know, I, I've always been a firm believer that like, you know, true like skill is really based on tenacity and practice. Like it doesn't matter for the most part, like you, what you're born with. But I do think that there are some people that may be born out there with a certain, um, advantage or uh i don't know if this is the right word proclivity towards like something you know sure. like some people might just have like better formed tendons or yeah, something like, and they just you know they have like or double joints or whatever i don't know but you know <laughs> you're point, saying there's a genetic component maybe or or, or maybe it's a, a nurture component that you know happens early on in in their life you know like for me like i i'm not physically super special like by any means but i was nurtured in a way that I I could I was allowed to explore my passions as a kid so, so I think you're that, saying your mommy said you were special oh all the time <laughs> and she still therefore does you practiced. <laughs> no she she still does for sure but um no but I am special but I, right? I am like, special um no no I mean for me personally and I'm like <laughs> so like um shut up <laughs> so shut up that's what made um, you keep going <laughs> uh no she she never um you know, she's always encouraging, but she, she never uh, had to tell me to practice. Like it was, I just wanted to play, you know, it's same for you. I'm sure like you just wanted to fucking play. Yeah. You know, it felt good. So here's a good question though. Mm -hmm. Even though you didn't grow up, Kane, in a musical family where your family super supportive. Oh, absolutely. Like if you showed them something, would they be like, whoa, oh, man. buddy, no, it that's was like, amazing. It was like pulling teeth. They couldn't ever get me to play anything. and I didn't want to play anything for them. I oh. hated doing that. Um, <laughs> so uh, also, I, I got, since we're talking about family, hi, mom. Hi. <laughs> hey, how you doing? <laughs> She'd kill me if I didn't do that. Um, <laughs> but like uh, I hated I this is going to sound really, really bizarre, but like I hated playing violin. <laughs> I hated that instrument. Um, How long did it take you to realize that? Uh, a few years, for sure. Okay. Um, I was going to say, what, why did you keep doing it? <laughs> well, okay. So, I mean, it, it afforded me a lot of opportunity, you know. Uh, um, fair, fair. But yeah. also, like, I didn't, there wasn't a class I could sign up for that would teach me guitar. <laughs> you know? Did you guys not have, like, a jazz band or anything? Yeah, but they weren't going to teach me how to play guitar. I right. Need, you I have, needed, you I needed to, to know lessons. how to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. And, 
Um, what's, what's super funny is that the violin teacher, like the private tutor that I had outside of school that would teach me violin, he mm-hmm. was actually a very good guitar player. That's funny. Um, uh, and he, he had this, oh my God, he had this beautiful, uh, vintage Fender Jaguar. You would have loved this thing. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. Um, and like a, like a, like a vintage Fender, like twin reverb that it just, it just, it was just perfect. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it just sounded mm-hmm. amazing. Came in there with my Squire Strat and my little like like teeny tiny little practice amp. And he just, As you just, do. He just sounds so crisp and clean. And I sound like crap. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, he did teach me a, a little bit of guitar before I left for college. Mm-hmm. I, I begged him to teach me like just just, just two lessons before yeah. I left, like of guitar before I left. And he taught me Stairway and Little Wing. Nice. And sent me on my way. Those are really hard for like for the like first a starter song. Lessons. I know. Right? I guess he figured in his head I had enough like crossover from playing violin. I had enough of like the basic strings. Dexterity, yeah, yeah. That like I didn't have to be taught a whole lot else. You know? Dang. Even though the tuning is completely different and one's fretless. And yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> and but, one uses a pick yeah, and yeah. a bow. <laughs> but I did all right. Other I, than everything. I would say fine. you're doing pretty good so far. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 did, I did all right on those. I don't, I don't think I could play Little Wing like now. I'd have to, I'd have to practice. I, I, the, the you totally could. Gone. I haven't touched it since college. So I, I wouldn't right. know how to do it. Um. <sighs> What was the original question? I hate it when I do this. I tangent so hard. It's okay. Um, so it my was, family, the music yeah. family. And all right. So again, um, I realized I kind of hated playing the instrument. It's just, it's a very shrill instrument. It sounds so weird on its own. And a lot of people say like, oh, I love the sound of violin. Like, no, you don't. No, you don't. You really, really don't. You think you do, but you don't. <laughs> it yeah. sounds terrible. <laughs> String orchestras sound beautiful. All those imperfections like screaming out at once somehow make this beautiful sound. Um, but on its own, like it's, it's an instrument that requires so much attention and, and practice to get sounding good on its own. Mm. Um, and there's just so much that can go wrong. (laughs) Right. I hated playing solo material with that thing. And I had to do a lot more of it in college and I just had to kind of get over it, uh, to kind of get through it. But yeah, I'd, I'd be like, my entire like mouth, nose and throat would be completely dry by the end of it. And I would just be like sweating <laughs> so hard after I was done. I hated doing it. Ugh, I felt like my nerves were on fire the whole time. Um, but, it, but I enjoyed playing in orchestras and things mm. like that. I didn't mind playing as a group. Like that part was totally fine. But anytime I had like a solo to do, or I had to be like exposed where it's just me and, you know, and being violin, they make you stand up yeah, in front gotta, of everybody. Yeah. yeah. And like here's principal violinist Kane <laughs> Lewis. Yeah. Um, well, I did end up as my concert master for my uh, as uh, for the orchestra uh, in college before I left. So nice. <laughs> is, is that kind of like the competition the, was the very band hard. leader, so to speak? <laughs> Isn't it just the, the one that stands up? It's the first chair violinist. Right. Well. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, they are not as important as you think. <laughs> They're the, just the fancy there, name. They're there to give the 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 tuning A for everybody else, and that's it. They shake the the director's hand, and that's it. <laughs> it just looks really important. It's really not. But it's still it's still a a thing that you earned through your uh, skill. <laughs> Competition your... wasn't very stiff there. Hey, well, hey, man. I, you know. I, okay, sorry. I, I'm I'm being I'm being <laughs> kind of shitty, but like at, at, the, at the same time, like the. The, the college orchestra at GCSU is mostly comprised of people who just wanted to keep playing violin after high school. Like they liked yeah. playing violin in high school and they just wanted to keep doing it. So they did. So it um, wasn't their degree. It I know. was just an extracurricular there in was college. One cello player, um, a violist, and like the rest of us were violin players that actually were like there for the music track. And everyone else there was doing their own degrees and just wanted to keep playing after high school. Or gotcha. we literally had like volunteers from like outside, like just in the local Milledgeville community who just wanted to play with us. <laughs> so that was it. So yeah, the competition wasn't very stiff. <laughs> who is the, um, who's the jazz violinist? I feel like the there's jazz? a couple, but is yeah, there the, the one that I know, Okay, I think it's John, Jean-Luc Ponty. Did he play with, um, is he like, like a Django era? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the that one that I'm thinking familiar. of. I, when I said the jazz violin, that's because it's the only one I know. Yeah. Oh, man. There's probably a bunch, but... It's the kind of stuff you'd hear on, like, Bioshock, you know? Right. Yeah, that sounds um, great. I would have I would have loved to learn, like, jazz-style fiddle, but... Jean-Luc Ponty's a badass. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll, have to, I'll have to, like, sit down and listen. Yeah. To it's, it's on my bucket list, because despite me hating playing the violin, like, I, there's certain styles of violin I think would still be fun to, to learn. That's one of them. It's on my list. Um. So in terms, of, but yeah, my parents, my all the way, rewinding the tape a whole lot. Um, 
my family was very supportive um despite all that um but yeah they always wanted me to play stuff and i hated doing it um but nowadays like you know like it's something's definitely different from playing a guitar and it's something that has a lot more to do with just like the like the role of the instrument you can do a lot more with a guitar than you can a violin violins have very singular purposes they're not very well-rounded instruments, um, you know, and more importantly, I can't sing and play violin at the same time. There's a lot more like, you know, weird Neck coordination. There's a lot more coordination going on with that thing than there is with a guitar. And even then I have a hard time playing and singing at the same time on guitar. It's tough. Dude. It's easier, but, you know, I don't have this thing stuck to my chin that prevents me from opening my mouth in a, in well, a particular way. Yeah. And and well, and, and like strumming chords and singing is one thing. Playing like a lead line or a riff and singing is a whole exactly. different ballgame. Can't do it. Um, but but the history, I mean, going back, you know, I, I'm not a guitar historian, but if you even just look up some videos on YouTube, people who talk about classical guitar or uh, Rob Scallon has a cool video on, on like the history of guitar. And it's kind of one of those instruments, like speaking of being well-rounded where like, um, you know, kind of the, the roots of it are as like a rhythm and lead at the same time kind of thing, you know, the classical guitar, I mean, going back to lutes, you know, like that's the whole like course, course string instrument where you're playing like chords and then you're playing this lead over it. Um, so I, I see what you're saying by like, you know, violin was definitely created as a more like ensemble thing, whereas guitar in mind was maybe a little bit more of a, a soloist vibe. It's and funny then, you say that because mm-hmm. my understanding is that guitar was definitely a rhythm instrument until it wasn't. Well, I, I think again, you know, my, my lack of knowledge he, is surely going to be showing here, right on this, but, <laughs> but well, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, but you know, when you think of like jazz, maybe in the twenties, thirties, like that's, I agree. Yeah. I think that's what I think. Well, of that was like why they had guitar. to invent <laughs> the acoustic guitar. It's because it wasn't loud enough to keep up with the orchestra. You mean the electric guitar? The electric guitar. Sorry. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> they had right. to invent the acoustic guitar sorry. twice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm thinking like, you know, Baroque guitar, like, like eight string Baroque guitars that, that yeah. have like coarse strings and stuff that are, that are like, you know, you think of like a bard, you right. know, like a D&D bard or something. Like, Actually, yeah. I think I was thinking of an acoustic. Like, that's why they come up with dreadnought guitars. That big, was what I was trying boys, to say. Is that what dreadnoughts are? Okay. Well, no, they're just the, like the, what we know to be acoustics. Oh, okay. Because okay. that was, they were louder oh. than like, you know, like the jazz guitars with the F holes. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. what they previously had and they I weren't see. loud enough. Yeah, that makes sense. That tracks. Yeah. So it's, I'll have I to look know, into yeah. it now. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to remember. There's something about that. We'll but, have to do that. And but maybe but yeah, Dustin yeah. is right because, like the, the the more again classical in your quotes here, uh, style of guitar. Yeah, it's it's both. Um, right. You like um, where like a, a string quartet would play one piece, you could arrange it for one guitar, in the same way that you could arrange it for a piano. You know, right. And it's 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 harder. It's no, a lot I mean, harder. I definitely agree with you. <laughs> and I think a big part of that, too, is violin. You can only play your chords on violin are limited to two tones. Like diads. Yeah. It's it. mm-hmm. so, so, because, literally because of the curve. Right. right. Yeah, of the it's a curved and bridge. Yeah, and yeah. you can you can roll your chords. You could play them like like that. But yeah. It's not a sustained chord. I think right. that's a big part of it. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. Oh, there's something I was going to ask. Well, I, I do have one final question for me right. uh, to you, which is um, what is, uh, and, and actually I would also like to say that it'd be fun to have you on um, again in the future to talk about like uh, specifically like maybe like uh, video game music because I know that's I like big so passion. I love to. We've got to get into that. And we've briefly touched on it on another episode of just like, you know, talking about music careers and stuff, but I, I'd love to take a deep dive on that because I know you have a lot of extensive knowledge on that. Um, but my question is, um, is there a piece of music? It could be a song, it could be an album that you would like to recommend to the listener. Oh, okay. Uh, is this, is this what you ask everybody? <laughs> no, uh, I, it just kind of came to mind, but it might be a okay. thing we keep asking. I don't know. Oh man. Um, Ooh. Mm. And maybe don't pick like Led Zeppelin one. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, all right. We're going to have to cut the silence here for a second. Hold no, on. it's all right. I, I mean, I, I need to think, uh, uh, I guess my uh, my reason for asking is because uh, even though like you and I have a lot of common uh, taste in music, you've also introduced me to some stuff that like I never had heard of before. Like uh, what's that um, that one band? Like uh, I don't know how, but they found me. Or yes, something. like such a great they... band. Dude. Oh man, yeah. Um, I don't know how, but but they found me would be a good recommendation. Um, 
really like their discography is still small. They just have an EP and and, and an LP out right now. Um, and I really like their their the EP that they released in uh, 1985. That was really really good. Um, but yeah, if you're into that kind of like you know kind of pop rock kind of thing with like a weird tinge of like lo-fi aesthetics in some spots, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it's it's pretty great. Um, Dallin Weeks from formerly of Panic at the Disco um, decided to make like a two man group where it's him and a drummer. Um, and it's mostly a project where he just, uh, talks about how much Brendan Urie sucks. Um, <laughs> that's, that's it really, nice. it's just, he just puts it in as, fl- as flowery of language as he can. Uh, and he makes really good music doing that. Uh, music, music, music. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, okay. You know what? Um, uh, Okay. Uh, it, it's been on my mind lately because I've been because I'm I'm going to their concert in November. Um, protest the hero, um, mm. specifically uh, their Scurrilous album. Scur- How do you spell that? Scurrilous. S C U R I L O U S. I think. Um, Scurrilous means to speak badly about somebody. Oh yes. Um, or sorry, you know. I think so. Anyway, <laughs> I have to look it up again. <laughs> Somebody tell me I'm wrong later. Um, but no, uh, if I, obviously I'm into metal, uh, but this these guys are um, very, 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 very good. Um, they they've I think I think they've kind of come and gone from their heyday, but I think Scurrilous was definitely their peak. Um, what do you like about it? It's just filled with so much energy. Um, mm. If you if you kind of like that manic kind of feeling um, of just just like dizzying kind of um, music, metal music. But at the same time, it's not like super serious and deathly all the time. Like <laughs> okay. it's, it's really, really not um, mm-hmm. the, um, the lead singer and kind of like brainchild of the whole project. Uh, Rody Walker, he kind of, um, he just, he's got more of a political mindset going on. So he spends a lot more time to, and also just, he's also a really big goof. Mm. Like he has a TikTok. <laughs> he has a TikTok account and he's just, he's older now. So he's, he's like a dad. He actually has a kid. <laughs> oh <laughs> so, no, dad talk is dangerous. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Especially when it's him. And, and he's just like, he's just such a goober now, but he looks like he's happy. So I can't, I can't hate it, but he's just, he's such a goober. So like a lot of the times, like he just, um, he does it in these like he talks about these other very funny things like one of their most popular songs uh, Sequoia Throne is um, is is about um, it's like uh, is about aliens visit, or sorry no is about, is, is about postulating about aliens visiting Earth mm-hmm. and about whether or not they'd be here to kill us or not <laughs> it's, <nice. laughs> it's like and where most metal songs would cut straight to the point and say no the aliens are here and they're coming to murder us all and it's about imagining that scenario no he's right. just like hey if aliens showed up would, would they would they kill us? Like, because I mean, that's kind of what what white people did to most of the world, like a hundred years ago or so. Wouldn't they kind of do the same thing to us? Shit. <laughs> so, well, you know, it's one one thing I, I think that's so funny about um, about metal bands is is you know, there's kind of this image of like anger and like big toughness, and and most of the metal guys I know are like total goofballs. Like, they're some of the we nicest really are. people. Like. <laughs> Total nerds. Uh, I've never met know. anyone who's in a metal band who's so serious. And if and any time that they are, like everybody within like the metal community, whatever local metal, like they know about that guy, and we love ragging on him. Yeah, right. <laughs> if you're that guy, you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are. We do it behind your back all the time. Um, oh, yeah. But it, okay. anyway, the so protest the hero, protest the hero, uh, scurrilous. That's okay. the album. Scurrilous. Um, I will check it out. Yeah, it, it's it's a it is a ride. There's a lot of good stuff on there. Tandem is the best song on that one. I love that song a lot. Nice, hell yeah. Well, awesome. Kane, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks again yeah. for having me. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, this dude. was awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sex, Drugs, and Disappointment. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to leave us a review and connect with us more on Instagram and TikTok at SDD Podcast. Each episode is also eventually available in video format on YouTube. And don't forget. Have fun. Don't do too much. And it's going to happen. Oh my god, every time.